I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 396's After Slapter Show. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, did you? Did you Did you see? I said Slapter Yeah, that was clever. Yeah. That was clever. We're going to. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I'm usually all about uh, a Smith. few pop culture. <laughs> I'm all about a few pop culture and or just worldly timestamps. And so, uh, yeah, we, we could we could go with that one. Besides the happy birthday to Adam Hammes, who I think just had a birthday maybe on Sunday at the Texas States. So we'll get that in there. But, yeah, Oscars also same night, Sunday night, right? And uh, the, the big conversation, staged or otherwise, was the Will Smith, Chris Rock uh, <laughs> B-slap, as some would call it. Um, yeah, I mean – uh, that's a hell of a forehand he would have. I'll say that. I'm, I'm, yeah, watch, no I'm watching the animated GIF right now, and the way he walks up, and then suddenly out of nowhere, just like boom, nails it. And, yeah, and so yeah, clearly the speculation continues around if it was staged or not. No, you know, there's a lot. There's been a lot of slow motion, and and you know, Chris Rock seemingly bracing for it and smiling and. Yeah, you're you're your team not staged. I'm team not staged, and here's what here's why I think that. So Will Smith comes up on stage, and clearly Chris Rock makes these jokes about Jada uh and G.I. Jane. She has this issue with alopecia and losing her hair and this and that. I don't think Chris Rock was expecting a slap. Clearly. I think he was leaning yeah. in like like Will Smith was going to take the mic or say something to him. And suddenly it was like a whack. Um, and, and then obviously the, the exchange afterwards about keeping his wife's name out of his mouth and, Mm -hmm. uh, and then the apology. And then you can see some behind the scenes stuff of Will Smith getting consoled by people of all people like Will Smith was the one who attacked and he's the one getting consoled by all these other, uh, a-list celebrities up front. And the, the reason why I don't think there was anything to gain is that I don't, or why it wasn't staged is because there was nothing to gain. Nobody came out of this looking good. Like Will Smith well, didn't look good. The, the only thing people, the only reason that people are thinking like it was staged, I thought was because the Oscars are starting to dwindle as far as, but, correct. but what the way I look at that, what does Chris Rock or Will Smith have to gain by the Oscars uh, numbers going up? They're, they're actually being associated, like, being associated with the reason why people cared about the Oscars. That, that would be, yeah, that would be the take there. Um, yeah. And there, uh, there's, there's also some sort of, and we're going to, we're going to dive down to a little bit into the conspiracy stuff here. There's a par- apparently I've heard some things that, Will Smith is a 
uh, a believer, like uh, not quite Scientology, but like right, like some sort of fringe kind of religion like that. And, and, <laughs> and I, and, and this is what I've heard kind of on the side is that when you are like, when you're insulted in the, like, there's this thing, your response is supposed to be to slap somebody. I, I know it sounds silly. It's it, it, to, to, to regain your honor. And if you don't, and other members, Damn, of my this, hand would fall off with all the people uh, that insult me <laughs> and other members. Then if they see you get insulted like this and you don't retaliate, can slap you like that's kind of like their major form of like punishment slash insult i I don't know that's going again down an area that i don't know about as far as like offshoots of scientology weird religion kind of thing i don't know i'm not i'm not 100 sure on that but this is another thing that i have heard um so so there's a lot of that i don't think it was faked i don't think that there he released a big apology today um or yesterday. Oh, did he today? Finally, okay. Yeah, maybe. It was yeah, today I mean, as you're saying, but there's been so much fallout from it, uh, ranging from domestic violence to assault and battery, and then all the other, you know, things, and and obviously all of the various arguments back and forth, you know, and and also even ranging to you know the a, a class conversation as to you know if a blue collar war- worker went up and hit him well yeah that would be very different that mm-hmm. yeah, whatever I, I don't even want to get into all of that Correct. but you've got yeah, one i get you've it. got 100 millionaire slapping uh, another 100 millionaire like it's who are both friends slash entertainers yeah uh, you know and whatever people. yes again and, a, a a quote unquote blue collar worker if charged the stage mm-hmm. not not having a reason to be at the event, then yes, that might look funny right off the bat uh, in that situation. So whatever, I get it. There's a lot of hype and argument, and and again, maybe maybe they've won because here we are on a disc golf podcast, briefly referencing what the heck happened at the Oscars. So maybe they did win. Who knows? Um, I, here, here's at any rate, you, you know, was, who, you know who won, Chris Rock, because. A, as as much as I think that the the joke was probably just a little over the line and a little out of bounds, yeah, he just made on that slap alone. I bet you he makes thirty million dollars. Well, I, I mean, you, somebody on the board is saying that he's he's touring, he, and he, he is going again, on tour. If you in want New conversation, York. yep. Not that you, not that Chris Rock needs Chris Rock PR. Was selling usually. Out. Chris Rock was selling exactly. out those things anyway. Like there, there was no reason. Exactly. It's not like he was. But what what Chris Rock now will probably get is a deal with like a Netflix for whatever his next thing will be worth that much more. Not that he needs it. Not that he's you know scraping by. I don't know Chris Rock's financial situation. I don't think he's hurting for money. Um, but I know his. I think his last. Run some plushing on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't think it was faked. I think it was real. I think it was just goofy situation all, all around. But uh, yeah, Chris Rock is going to make some bank out of this. Either way, um, yes, uh, Ray, you are welcome. We're glad we could insert a little bit of that uh, the silly uh, pop culture uh, current times um references in there for you when it was all said and done a little bit silly all right so i did i did tease this as we closed out the regular show i want to quickly say uh as i mentioned in the regular show that at the very last minute i did reach out to rick and uh and had said hey sorry we didn't you know invite you because we didn't know for sure what was going to happen with uh within having a podcast tonight or not and how it was going to go down uh and then he had just replied saying sorry just getting the message now i'm in mexico uh, so as it's, I told him, enjoy your time in Mexico, have some fun and, uh, take, take the next couple of weeks off, which he is <laughs> now again, <laughs> now, thanks to Drew Gibson, I am, I sometimes do double check if I'm about to interview a winner <laughs> as to what their next event is in reference to, and, and again, this was probably more pertinent than any other time of the year because some people are playing throwdown. MCL. Some people are skipping it. Some people are skipping that and then going to be at Tallahassee. Some people are skipping both. 
So every individual Paige Pierce not playing anywhere this weekend, also not playing Tallahassee. She's going to just be ready to go for the IDGC. So yeah, thanks to to my life lesson learned by Drew Gibson, which I didn't know I'd be saying, but um, thanks to that, I now in a champion-based interview think ahead and look ahead to where I'm going to see that player next. So, so the one question I didn't ask Rick, okay, and, and he answered the final question, or he answered what ended up being the final question so well, I thought in my head, I can't improve on that. Let's let's close it out, right? Because there's no, I don't have a magic number of questions. It's usually kind of just by feel. But I almost opened with asking him, Rick, have you thought about just renaming all of the tournaments on your schedule this year to Texas States? Because wherever it's held, you seem to win it. Like that makes sense, doesn't it? Um, I mean, it rotates around. Just I'm pretend you, every tournament you go yeah. to. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't ask that. I think it's a dumb question, but, um, but yes, he has an uncanny knack to win these big Texas events. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. And he was genuinely excited to win this event. Like excited. Oh, yeah. you, you could like, obviously everyone wants to win an elite series event. Uh, but you know, this event being sponsored by Latitude 64, kind of, you know, his A, his old sponsor, but in the family, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and his first Elite Series win this year, he was genuinely mm-hmm. pumped and excited. And it was good to yeah. see. Um, he he just, you know, you know, watching him, watching Rick show that type of emotion is, it's fun. He makes it fun, and and I, yeah, I was I, mean, ha- I was happy to see him win, um, and happy to see the way he the way he felt about it, and and good for Didi. I mean, it's they 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 took. I know it's kind of a <laughs> if you want to say a gamble on Ricky Wysocki, which it's a it's a minor gamble, but it's a it's a it's a minor gamble for a lot of money. Uh, they're they're starting to see their returns. You know, this is why you get Ricky Wysocki. Because he has years ahead of him playing like this. Good for them. Yeah, so it, it was uh, it was incredible to see. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think his, his finishes this year, what do we see, a sixth and a twelfth is what um, we've seen? Or, a, no, a second. Uh, sorry, a second and a twelfth. No, he finished second at Belton this year. I don't, I, don't I don't remember. At any rate, uh, you know, like we were saying, he, he's getting his first win. Um, you know, his first win with DD. Um, just and the fact that it was it was truly a hard fought battle. I mean, mm-hmm. he win, he wins by five and makes that putt. He's excited, but he knew that literally was for the win. And I mean, what more can you want as a professional athlete? Yeah, he had seventh at at Vegas. Am I looking at this right? Yeah. Seventh at Vegas, 12th at Waco and second at the Belton. Yeah. Um, he wins by five and, and he taps it in and it's a little fist pump. And yeah, I, I took this down, but Calvin and, and Barsby ultimately uh, made it really interesting and, and made him fight every little bit for it. So yeah, congrats to congrats and uh, a hard earned fought and fought victory. Um, I, we're in the after show. I'm going to throw it out there yet again. Um, and I'm going to put it in the chat one more time. Just uh, want to put it out there that the Uliberry um, Fire GoFundMe is available. Please, we we encourage anyone and everyone. I just put it in the chat again. Uh, we encourage anyone to go out and please support and help them out as they're talking about demoing their house in an official capacity to then start rebuilding it. I want to get that in there. Tim Clark um, says Kelvin would have won if he didn't get a haircut. I disagree. <laughs> I think Kelvin <laughs> is close to winning because he got the haircut. He, he, you know, he wasn't playing extremely I'm not going to well. lie. I love it. I love the haircut. It, it, it's, it's definitely tighter. I mean, there's something I, uh, I would say iconic because that, that's maybe putting a little bit more distinctive about the big fro that he gets and, and, and kind of fun and a little bit more uh, laid back. 
this is a little bit this feels a little bit more like serious calvin like cleaning it up look you know m- m- messing with your image like that um it, it's yeah it's different i i like it i think he looks great but you know okay i respect, uh, I respect yeah. a big man uh, the the rumor I had heard, which I'll share with the world because it's just a rumor, so might as well. No, I had heard that maybe even Chris and or Brittany were the ones that helped give him the haircut uh, on Tuesday, just leading into it. That's that's what a little birdie told me as the round so, was getting started that final day. So I, I don't know what that really means. <laughs> I don't know if Brittany just got a a, a trimmer and uh, and you know she just went to town and cut it all off. I For that the I love can't of speak God, to, but. People. Buy some Calvin destroyers. The man can't even afford to have someone cut his hair. He's got to have his friends cut his hair. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, it's, I'm it's reading, great. It's great. Yeah, so I'm reading. It looks like there's a little uh, uh, a debate in the board as to whether uh kelvin's hair should be the same and and left as is or not i prefer my kelvin's shaggy not smooth i don't know i mean we've, uh, got, we've got zach melton who has just the big monster head of hair do we need kelvin too i don't know i don't know i, I mean we've seen we've we, seen countless iterations of nico and nico, his styling big uh, throughout the years as well so yeah um <laughs> Um, this upcoming weekend MCO quickly touch on, uh, from a production standpoint, obviously I'm here in Florida. I'm not going to be part of the silver series. Uh, what, what's your either. role going to be? Nothing. I'm on call. Oh, so they finally fired you. They, they, they finally fired me. They heard what I said <laughs> about the, the things under the baskets and they didn't like that. <laughs> um, okay. no, we, uh, last silver series event at, uh, the the open at Belton. I helped train a gentleman by the name of Lucas. So Gary is going to be producing the show. Mo is going to be running graphics because Mo wants. Okay. I, I have nothing but the highest respect for Mo because while he does producing, which he always throws out like he's not doing it anything other than you know coordinating every shot that you basically every. I don't say every shot that you see. He's coordinating every in-between shot. So when we're live on cameras, like one, two, and three for the lead card, I'm picking and choosing what cameras. But Mo is now looking at the other cameras and saying, all right, we're going to bring this in. I want you to go here live after that. So he's doing a lot of like internal mental working, but he he doesn't feel like that's work. Mo's a little goofy. Love him to death. Um, but Mo has this mentality where he wants to try to do almost every job because he wants to know the expectations of you know hey if i run replay now i know what i can expect from gary when he has to run it i'm not asking him too much or too little same with graphics sure so mo's gonna be doing graphics this weekend he's gonna be running the graphics machine lucas is gonna be doing the 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 directing that i normally do gary's gonna produce so gary's gonna be the one that picks and chooses what we see at any given time uh the streams are split from this point on now, the as of a few days ago, there has been an official DGPT uh, behind-the-scenes kind of announcement that all MPO and FPO rounds will be split. So we'll see the FPO in the morning and the MPO in the afternoon, I believe, for all the Silver Series events. The only time you're probably not going to see that is for some of the events where they play separate courses. So for like a ledge mm. stone or... Um, that that might have kind of a combined uh, stream. I don't know all the the details. No, Ledgestone. Ledgestone was split last year anyway. Was it? Okay. So I would assume it will be. I, I assume yeah. it will be as well. Um. So anyway, we we're we're going to see some um, the split streams for the rest of the season at the Silver Series is my understanding. Um. And we're gonna. I'm just have to be on call in case this guy Lucas gets hung up on something. Hopefully, I'll talk to him a little bit later this week and just make sure he's all set up with everything. Gary, everybody kind of knows how to do this stuff and can set it up. I just need to kind of peek in and make sure that no one's breaking stuff. And who knows? So, okay. so, so I'm gonna have a weekend off, my friend. You know what I'm gonna do? Pick up sticks in my backyard. <laughs> wow! Exciting. Sounds like something Such you should hire exciting. a dog or a gator to do or something. Mm. No, 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 no. no but I, so, but here's something I am looking for. Uh, I, I want, I 
think I want to get two baskets for my backyard. Mm, there you go. I I currently I have, guy. you know, you know, a guy. Oh, good. You know, a guy. I, I know I, a guy that could steal one from this shop. Too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I don't know the model or the makes that I want to get yet. Um, okay. You should I, get the official Disc Golf Pro Tour basket. I, I will hold my breath and wait for that. That could be, too, honestly, we, we all know that that could be two to three years away before they make a decision, depending on what they're trying to away. do. It, it could be two weeks away. Um, yeah, baskets are starting to come back in stock now, says Pilcher. Um, I, I debated looking at the, the, the Black Hole Pro HD is one that I, I've heard is good. That's not um, a camera. I don't know what it is. That sounds <laughs> that, like a camera. But I know MVP just announced their new baskets. They're course baskets, yep. though. And and I, I have to debate whether I want to get one of these, like, as I call them, more of like a backyard basket, which is like your $150 basket. Or if you want to, like, move up to the course basket, which then you're starting to run like double or more of that, <laughs> like three, two, three, four hundred dollars for some of those really, uh, you know. Sturdy baskets but i want to mm-hmm. and i think one of them i think i've kind of decided in my head i think i want to get a dga mock shift one of the ones that can change okay. get one of those yeah and, and i want to get two because i'm lazy because i don't yeah wanna, yeah I don't want, so you I, don't have to just put the one and then walk away you can just putt back and forth that's right think smarter not yeah. harder or something harder yeah yeah and, and so I, I definitely want to have two i do have one of the original <laughs> cloth folding baskets that uh yeah, yeah. The, the one of those so that might that might see the backyard as well but those are i always feel uncomfortable leaving those out for a long period of time in the rain and everything whereas a, a regular basket i i don't have an issue with that so we'll see so i, I need to okay. i mean, granted i could just sneak over to your place and steal two baskets and you probably wouldn't notice <laughs> but um just I, I would just talk to your wife and be like and be like hey mal um I, I need to see Terry's storage area for a second. And she somehow, well, she probably wouldn't know how to let me in, but if she did, I I'll actually take it back. I'll talk to your daughters. They will definitely know how to get in there. <laughs> they're, they're more, far more likely to know they're what's far going more on. Likely to know uh, how but to get the in baskets there. aren't stored there. I've got 18 baskets that aren't necessarily stored there. So you've got even, them in different places. Let's be honest. If I told you I needed, I needed two baskets here, you'd be like, Oh good. A new place to store stuff. <laughs> I can fit more things now. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, well, I think I'm gonna, ready. I think I'm going to pick up two baskets and I just don't know what yet. Um, uh, I don't know. I, again, should should I get one of the backyard baskets or should I go with a full style course basket? I, I don't know the right answer. Yeah, I mean, I guess like you're saying, it depends on the durability and what you care about. And if you think you'll ever mount it or not. And never mount it. I'll never mount it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think from a durability standpoint, if it's something you're going to truly try to leave out in your backyard, yeah. Then, then you're going to need to spend a few more dollars to get something that can sure. weather the the, the weather mm-hmm. uh, it, that can it, hold up to the weather. It would probably go in my little backyard shed in the winter because I have no reason to leave it out in the sure. winter. But it, I yeah, would, but even come summer and yep. rain, and if you're not going to take it in, then then you're spring, still going to need yeah. to get a spring through fall. It would be outside. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Ryan says go all out. If you're lazy, you're going to want to leave it outside, which is exactly oh, what yeah. you're going to want to do. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fooling myself. I, I'll probably put them, you know, 20 feet apart and put back and forth. <laughs> Just 20 feet. <laughs> A uh, lot. Got to work uh, on those. Yeah. Uh, looking, I, I, you know, I know Mike kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, we We may or may not see a little bit of weather this weekend. Uh, here in the Brooksville area, there is a threat of rain, um, and and hopefully that all either gets pushed off or or whatever. I know you know there could be afternoon storms here in Florida. I know they can come anytime, but let's hope because you know as as much as we talked up and we do all love this course, it getting water, holding water, getting spectators, players. You know, some some of the some of the, um, you know, challenges can can ring a little louder uh, when when 
inclement weather is introduced to this particular course. So everybody's got their fingers crossed and hoping for the best on that regard. Um, unsure, I know Mike had mentioned earlier that, or maybe he didn't, but uh, Matty O was originally signed up. And I don't know if Matty O is just in a position where he wanted to take the weekend off. I don't think he necessarily signed up for another event or went over to Music City or anything like that. He might just be taking the weekend off. Um, but uh, not having him join us certainly was a little bit of a, a disappointment. He was on the on the list and and just withdrew in the last couple of days, so that's too bad. Uh, obviously, the fans are going to be the most disappointed of that. But um, yeah, it should be super exciting. We're going to have a couple cards of coverage. Uh, we're going to kind of do like a little bit of a highlight montage on on FPO action for the first day or two. Then we're going to have shot by shot, full shot by shot coverage for the FPOs on the other uh, on the final round, and uh, just really looking forward to everything. You know, this facility, this course. I've been out here so many times. It feels like I know it like the back of my hand. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with this little teaser on it. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to see a video released. Uh, I went out and walked around the course a little bit. Ended up catching up with Paul, who I'm I'm staying over at our buddy Dwayne's house with, and. Uh, Paul threw a few practice shots. Some were very entertaining and uh, above average in terms of uh, uh, results. So I'm going to have a, a little video uh, to release come tomorrow. So I wanted to let everyone know that's uh, in the works as well. All right, let's read through a few questions. You can uh, prep for the giveaway. I'm going to read through a few of the notes here on the board, and then we'll do the giveaway, and then we're going to start wrapping things up with where I'm in. I'm I'm currently here about 30 minutes south of the course, and then the course is about 30 minutes south of, of where Paul and Hannah and I are all staying over at Dwayne's, and uh, so I got a little bit of a drive ahead of me tonight. So Our giveaway is prepped uh, for whenever we want, things. by the way. All right, I'm going to read... Uh, Black hole pro basket when the chains rusted, leaving it outside. I was surprised is what someone had said. Um, yep, get the course basket, a few others are saying, because you're you're rich. Um, well, I mean, really, this <laughs> is just a, this, this is just really me begging a company to send me some course baskets. So whoever you yeah, are, they, I, they should yeah. sponsor my backyard, yeah, I, my sponsor my backyard course, which would be two putting baskets. Johnny V the Control room specialist. That's right. Um, needs them. Throw, yeah, throw something my way. I'm super cheap. Um, <laughs> um, Tim says, my black hole pro has been outside for five years and it looks great. Uh, Pilcher said, I just got the image of in my head of JVD putting back and forth like Millhouse. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Um, I, I may do that. <laughs> Tyler, uh, disc blaster. For the most part being on it tonight uh it says i'm anti-tyler brickley but mock shift is the best basket for home use well if you're anti-tyler brickley then you're doing other things wrong that's what i'll yeah. say to that i, I mean tyler brickley uh, wouldn't look, disagree with you but he's a nice guy so <laughs> yes uh what's the cheapest basket you can leave outside that isn't going to rust would that Probably be like a mock two i mean i don't know what i don't know my metals but like your zinc versus other stuff mm -hmm. i don't know i, I had thought it. about I mean, um, in theory everything will rust at some point right at some, in yes, theory at, at some point um because i know steve dodge was doing a a, a giveaway or a giveaway a a auction auction for the mvp baskets because now that they've got some of the new mvp baskets coming in um and some of them went for some decent money i think kevin jones got his 16 gold for like 700 oh, for yeah. like 700 dollars i think and okay he and he bought it Yes, he got it. He got it himself. So, which but that, that's you know that's great. I believe that's Adam awesome. Hammett, Adam Hammis got hole eighteen for some reason. I mean that's that was the event he won on hole eighteen. I guess yeah. so. That I mean, makes sense. Kind of. I guess if you're if you're Adam, does it hole one make just as much sense as eighteen? I know that's where you. Finish, I mean, you but, you won it on eighteen, but yeah, yeah. But, so, I guess. so yeah, I think that was like four or five hundred bucks is what went to. So yeah. I know I know Steve is is selling some of those. Um, so I, I I debated maybe making a bid on, that, on some, one of those, but here, real quick that that was part of the conversation that I thought, and I know others said it, so I'm just stealing their thoughts, borrowing. Um, if someone like Steve and Steve uh, of both MVP and of Maple Hill, Steve Dodge, um, 
if they made an agreement that was for, we'll say, the 10 years to be at Maple Hill, and now those baskets, let's just say those baskets are not the quote-unquote official basket of the Pro Tour, you would have to think that Steve of MVP was originally thinking, hey, this event is going to be featuring our basket for these next 10 years. And you you have to think that was at least in their thought process. Sure. And now the but. Pro Tour may come along without knowing the details. The Pro Tour may come along and say, hey, sorry, but for that week, the, we, we need our baskets, who's at, whatever they are. But on the other hand, A, you don't know that the MVP is going to be on the Pro Tour for 10 years. There's no agreement with the MVP and of the, course not. with the MVP Open and the Pro Tour. Like the Pro Tour could be could next year say, you know, Steve, we want you on the tour every third year. Uh, we have these other events that we're going to be okay, coming of around. Of course, of course. And, and so that but. has to be so that has to be taken into account. I'm sure that they made their agreement based on some sort of, uh, you know, they they have obviously years where they can go back and renegotiate and this and that. Uh, but on top of that, I mean, Maple Hill is an iconic course with it's constantly packed. You're getting tons of exposure just on the baskets that are that would be there 51 weeks of the year. So, OK, I'm, so, I'm but, but not you, during the live coverage and the most exposure of the year. You're that's right. all I'm saying. And yes. it's a fair that's a fair conversation. It is to be had. That, it that's is. my and, point. And that's and you're right. And that's part of it. And this is the other funny thing is like, obviously, we're looking at doing this because of. Uh, standardization of baskets in general that some of the pros want. My personal opinion, and it doesn't count for anything. I like having different. Nope, baskets. never does. Never will. I like having different baskets because I think I think I, each, I think each basket's unique. Each one has a different catching profile. Some some catch better on the right. Some catch better in the middle. Some of them you don't want to hit too low. Some of them you can't hit high. Um, as a professional athlete, you should know your th- that's. I consider that part of the green. I understand the argument yep. that people say, "Hey, this is a uh, this is a shared piece of equipment that should be standardized." I can understand that argument, and I don't disagree with you. But I also, I'm going to be Grandpa Simpson and yelling at the clouds here. Back in my day, you know, the, you had to putt with a little bit of touch. It feels like now you can just jam a putter as hard as you want into these chains, and everyone expects them to stick. You know, there's there's less touch to yeah. our. I feel like there's less touch to our putting game than there what there used to be, and maybe that's better, and maybe that's not. I, that I can't really say, but I don't mind the different baskets. I've even kind of stepped back my ancient hatred of elevated baskets a little bit, okay, and and, and say that I don't mind elevated baskets on some greens. Um, I, I think there are some cases where it's a little extreme. Take hole one at the event that we just saw, which is a really dumb green. Um, but I, I, I dislike elevated baskets a little less than I used to back in the day. Um, you, you know, you should never be. Let me put it this way. You should never be penalized for getting closer to the basket and laying up. That's my opinion. So. Okay. I don't entirely agree, but I, I know what you're saying. Well, um, I, I just, I just, I literally watched Cat Merch throw it under the pin and have a worse yeah. spot. She had went from having a, a, an opening that we'll just say was, you know, 24 inches to hit to now she's too close. She's too short. It's too tall. She now has a narrow gap of about five inches that she can hit safely. And she has to worry about the wind coming in and the angle that it's coming up at. She can't reach up and just drop it in because she's not tall enough. That basket was too effing tall. It was if if that if you take off one tier of that green, I think that's a completely different situation. I, I think that that was one extra tier that didn't need to be there. And I understand hmm. that it's always there. It's whatever. But um, but did you notice that between the MPO and the FPO, they took down the Texas flag? <laughs> yeah, and that was exactly as we pointed out because the flag when it wasn't a blowing little bit was dangling. And and they you know, and kudos to them. They recognized but I have no problem you know, the that. issue. Um mm-hmm. I mean it it shouldn't be dangling. I mean No, it shouldn't be into like it should not it should never cross into the line of play, so to speak. Yeah. Where 
where, where it leans below the band at all. That's that's clearly it. Yeah, I get, okay. I get yeah, the so point. So you had no problem with them removing it, you're saying? No, I had no problem with them removing it, honestly. Yeah, and, yeah. And I understand. I mean, I, it, was, sounds like- it was an oversight to have it there in the first place because they had the American flag there and it didn't do that. But this Texas flag looked like maybe it was a little bit bigger um, yep. on, on, on the next day. Everything's bigger it's, in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> and it dangled down a bit. So I had no problem with them removing it. That, that's That's just smart. You know, that's an oversight that you corrected yeah. as quick as you could. And congratulations. That's a, what a good TD does. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, somebody did ask earlier about if Emerson Keith's wife plays. I don't know if she does play or not, but I do know that she's pregnant. I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was out there, you know, taking it all in, watching everything else. I think they announced that a few weeks ago, actually. Um, but, um, she was just out there and, and maybe happened to be wearing a matching, matching shirt. Um, but, um, not, um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I was looking, I was looking for oh, the, the announcement. That's really funny. Cause apparently you were hot mic'd at the count during the countdown saying that they took the flag down, um, during our show, we do a countdown. And so a, li- a little piece of advice to Terry and everybody else. Um, Terry's mic is always hot. That's just how it works. Yeah. Whoops. Always hot. <laughs> like that's uh, from the minute we go live. Now it is. That, that's not always been the case, but now it is. The on, no, the on course reporter has mic has been hot. A hundred percent of the time since. Last year, since we started doing sideline reporting, that's just the way it's always been because none of us want to turn it on and off in order to regulate when they call on you because we don't know. So we just always leave it on. Now, the only time I did just like a week ago, update it so that you are not hot during commercials. I did change that. So you, you, you will not. Yeah. And, and, and you don't necessarily know when commercials are going on. You can kind of maybe get a feel based on what's going on in the booth that you hear, but you are not hot during commercials. Don't test it. Don't try it, Terry. <laughs> um, Is this thing on? Yeah. But yes, during your count during the countdown, I know you were doing a little bit of testing and talking. And so I did end up having to kill your mic. I didn't know what you had said. Someone had just said, hey, Terry's coming through on the countdown. And I was like, whoop, click, turn you off. Oh, yeah, because it was just before we had gone live. And I don't think I had yeah. realized even obviously yeah. that we were live and going out to the world. So. Yeah, well, I've said worse things in oh, Texas. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> about uh, Texas. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Uh, the, uh, Ray says, I love the evolution of Terry's role on the course. Having him as a virtual third booth member is a great asset. I appreciate that, Ray. You know, clearly we still have a few obstacles. Um, the technology seems to be improving and getting better, and that makes things you know, that's first and foremost, we need the technology. The technology is, I'm going to say like 85 to 90% there currently. Let's just knock on wood, cross our fingers, you know, whatever else you need to do for superstition. Uh, let's hope that that continues to go well. And then there becomes a flow issue. And that that is, you know, there's a slight delay. If it's not already obvious, there's a slight delay between when I talk versus when Ian and Philo actually hear it. And because of that, it's really, really easy. And we're talking like two seconds. We're not talking like a uh, a millisecond. We're talking like two full seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is when it comes to live TV. And so that's why you heard a number of times I would start saying something, but then Ian would start talking and then we had a little song and dance. And so we're working through those things. And And at future events, we may be able to shorten some of that delay. That will be part of it that will be helpful. And then just a matter of getting the reps in, you know, when you're not next to the person and you don't have those non-visual and those non-verbal cues, it makes it that much tougher. I literally can't see them. They can't see me. And so I'm listening to Ian and Philo and, you know, we kind of have this standard protocol of, you know, they can they can call out to me and then that's obvious when I'm going to be talking. But if I'm chiming in on times that they're not necessarily expecting it, that can really throw things off. And so just know we recognize there's a there's that potential for that over talking and that double talking. 
And it's it's only going to improve, I'd like to say, uh, you know, moving forward in that situation. So we're well aware of it. And there's not a perfect solution just yet. But we're I, I think we can continue to make it be more seamless and then overall just make it that much more valuable to you guys. You know, I want I I'm, I love obviously letting you guys know if something's in or out, but uh, in terms of in or out of bounds. I'd like to try to do my best, as will all of our uh, sideline reporters, to give you a little more than just that particular insight. Um, that that that's certainly the goal of that entire role. So I think you did a great job with that, that in, then, in general. Like just giving but, giving that extra little bit, or when you chimed in um, to let them know something, I felt I felt that it was it was definitely worth it, and it adds to the broadcast. Randy Black asks, "Do y'all plan?" ahead of time where the best place on the course reporter should be for each hole for the booth guys, or is that totally left up to the reporter in the moment? A lot of that is left up to the reporter. I know Terry has said he stands kind of three quarters of the way down the fairway. We do sometimes plan where not to talk to the reporter. As you saw this weekend, when we got into the woods, things can get a little sketchy. Um, And so we, you know, there are times we'll just say, Hey, this is not a good area. Let's just not call on Terry or anything like that. But for the most part, it's a lot of it. It's a lot of Ian calling on Terry or Terry chiming in when he feels that there's a moment that should be clarified or the footing issue, uh, you know, something we didn't necessarily see. Uh, there are I know there was twice that you had chimed in on things that were blatantly obvious. I felt like, um, oh, OK, well, F off. I, I mean, it's just you, you don't know what we see, though. That's just it. Like, what, True. When, I have no idea which cameras you're cutting to and what yes. people did or and didn't see. That That is very I, true. It was funny. Yeah, do you remember what they were? Yeah, it was the same one, both uh, two different rounds. It was the hole where uh, where they're putting and there's a little bridge right after the basket. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, and, sick. And, and they had hit the bridge and they'd hit the bridge. And two days in a row, you were like, oh, yeah, that was really saved by the bridge. And both times we had clearly shown how it hit the bridge and stopped. And the guys didn't necessarily mention it because I think everyone can see it. But you had gone a- ahead of time to see that because you have no clue that everybody else can see that. And you chime, which, again, had we been well, at a slightly different angle, that's a great note. But you don't know that. So, well, and specifically, it wasn't. And, and I, I understand what you're saying. Um, to me, I think the reason why yeah, those very specific instances I was thinking in my head, well, they may not have known for sure the speed and that's where I thought maybe it was a little bit more relative because you could have hit the bridge and it was going to actually put on the brakes anyway. Or did it hit the bridge and stop hard? And would it, you know, so that was kind of my logic. But I, I do understand what you're saying, um, that there's, you know, clearly there's going to be times. I, I think to hole four specifically when Kelvin had thrown his what ultimately was his second shot on hole four and nobody had birdied it except for Dickerson. And then he got a skip that hit the tree, and it looks like that you you had shown that angle, and it was pretty obvious. And I didn't know that, but my real point in chiming in, even though you saw it hit the tree and bounce back toward the basket, is I wonder. I really wanted to drive home the point that would have been sixty long with no putt, yeah. and instead Calvin hit the tree and was fifteen feet away. And mm-hmm. so those are to me those are hopefully going to be some of the areas where a little course clarity can hopefully add to the story because it wasn't like, Oh, he just hit a tree and a stop. Like that, that tree was huge in, in the outcome of that hole um, in in that particular case. So yeah. um, Again, it's all part of the learning process and, and I'm excited to see where it can go uh, and, and how we can continue to improve upon it. I I will say a couple of quick things. There were two or three times this weekend where I was called on and I heard myself being called on, I almost almost always do hear it. And if you don't hear a response, there's typically one of two things. Once, I flat out was just too close to a player. And Ian recognized that and said it. He's like, oh, he's probably too close to them. So I couldn't say anything. They said, I think he asked about Katrina's putt and I was 20 feet from her. So I couldn't have said anything. <laughs> and two, there was another time where literally a, a cord had gone bad. One of the few cords we have somehow went bad between five and eight. <laughs> so when they called on me twice on hole eight, the system looked like it was all ready to go. And I flipped on my mute button or flipped off the mute button and I was re- answering it and I was getting right in there. 
just to have the control room say, oh, we didn't hear any of that. I was like, and then that turned into a 20 minute, you know, uh, investigation to find out some random cord went bad on us. So it's, it's all been part of this learning process is what I'm really trying to say. And hopefully we just continue to get things dialed in more and more with every single iteration and then things to look out for. The booth is learning as we go too. you know, like you said, sometimes they throw to me or, or there's times where they'll say, you know, Hey, you're down the fairway. Did you see that shot? And it's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm down the fairway. But like in Vegas, I'm 200 feet on the other side of the fairway. So it went out of bounds and I'd love to give you an answer, but it's 200 feet away. So my guess is really as good as yours was. So, I mean, it's never going to be perfect. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of those types of situations where we're just continuing to to work through them. And I, I will say this weekend, and every course will be different. Sometimes if I'm close to the green or three quarters of the way or close to the green, that also then could maybe be a little too loud if there's people on the next tee. And that happened a, a number of times as well this weekend. Hole seven and eight in particular, there's a backup, you know, holes four and five, same thing. You're you're putting out on, or I'm sorry, five and six, you're putting out on five, but six's tee is right there. So even if I wanted to answer, I have to be cognizant of what's happening on in the next tee. So none of these are excuses this is just the, some of the legitimate behind the scenes that you know that we're we're working through and every event and every course and every situation and every team is going to be a little bit different you know how philo and ian and philo or or uh, ian and christine handle it versus how me and nate doss and nate sexton will you know handle brian earhart or nate perkins like all of those dynamics are are constantly just still being built and established so and Ryan Pilcher kind of is asking crazy. about Ian and Philo not being able to see some things. Uh, that might be the case at times. And they're, they're looking at a monitor that is divided into 10 different cameras. So they're seeing mm -hmm. kind of everything that's going on at once. And you'll even hear them reference things that, <laughs> that will make Mo very upset because he likes to save those as a surprise for our viewers. And if, if the commentator says, oh my gosh, off camera, I just saw Calvin Heimberg hit a big putt. That's a big fat no no. Like you, you do not. Yeah, Mo is pressing the button to save that so we can show that in a minute. Yes, like the, the Mo's biggest complaint is just talk about what's on your screen. What don't talk about anything else. Don't focus on anything. Literally, because it really makes Mo upset when we cut to if we're cutting to a, another uh, shot from another card. It's either because it was really good, really bad, or the person is like pushing for the lead. That's usually we're not, we don't usually cut over unless there's a backup to let, let's just say whoever's in seventh place hitting a 30 foot putt. We don't care about that. Yeah. Know? But it, it, it really frustrates Mo when the commentators are in the middle of a conversation, we cut over, we basically show this seven second shot. They barely reference it. If anything, and then we cut back I, I watch Mo pull his hair out over that. He, and he, he like, if it's on screen, you should be referencing it is always Mo's big, big thing. But yeah, we have seven cameras now. So it could be that Ian and Philo didn't see it because it was a little small on their screen. So maybe they didn't quite make it out. Maybe they just kind of got caught sleeping and were looking at other cameras, you know, because yeah. they, they see three different camera angles. Maybe they were watching Kelvin's reaction and Kelvin didn't give a reaction, so they didn't quite catch it. Um, there, there's there's all sorts of reasons that things like that happen. It could be on their side. Our system glitched, and it locked up for a split second where it didn't lock up for you necessarily because they're on a wireless, not a wireless, but they're on a, a, a more or less like a Zoom call, kind of like what Terry are on, on an IR on right now. So maybe it just kind of glitched out for them briefly. There are multiple reasons why they might be asking that question when it seems really obvious to almost everybody at home. And sometimes even to me, I'm like, Oh gosh, everyone knows that that went out, but, or maybe they just feel sorry for Terry and they want him to talk. They miss him. Yeah. Hmm. I can chime in some stuff. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of, clearly there's a lot of moving parts going on. And, and I'll also say there's times where it, me as a commentator in the booth, 
something will happen on screen and I, I whether it's a resolution based issue or a disc color issue or whatever, I genuinely won't see the result of it either. Um, and yeah, that, that can be a little bit of a struggle. Meanwhile, you're watching on your 75 inch TV at home and it was obvious where it went. You know, those, those challenges certainly uh, do happen uh, from time to time. So, all right. Um, uh, could you guys draw on the screen like John Madden used to do? Uh, that's something we'd love to have at some point. I know Johnny talked about it. Um, uh, at, at some point, I think that would be a lot of fun for us to be able to play around with that and use it in the right situations. Mm-hmm. Um, simply another circumstance that uh, isn't another circumstance supporter topic that has disc golf's limitations and Smashbox's solutions. I mean, Ray, I, we appreciate the kind words, but just know that you know, Smashbox certainly had its uh, had its ceiling, and there was until six figures more was infused into the overall process. And you know, literally, you know, not literally, uh, taking this huge leap and going with the amount of cameramen. I mean, we had one camera, and then we were blown away to get two, and then maybe three or whatever. And now the fact that we've got you know, six or seven cameras and a drone, and we can cut to all these different audio and video pieces. We have all these replays. I mean, it's just really where we started from and we're part of this back uh, eight years ago to where it is today. I mean, we're talking, you know, more than a million dollars spent and a just a, a totally different world uh, that we cannot, certainly cannot take uh, full credit for by any means. Uh, we're just two people that happen to be involved from the early, the early goings. Someone asked how many, um, how many cameras can we theoretically support? Theoretically, we can support as many as we have cameramen for the more cameras we have, the more replay operators we'll need because as I, I get, uh, you know, more, anything more than about, we have seven cameras right now. And really I get a little lost at more than five. So I'm, I'm very thankful when, you know, sometimes I'm looking at, I'm, I'm like trying to peek around and look at other things and Mo will say, Hey, we've got someone on four. And it's like, Oh yeah, that person has to go to four. You know, cause I'll get caught busted looking at other things. Um, the more cameras we bring in, it just means that we would play more things in replay. But the, 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 the other thing I was thinking is, and I've said this about a couple different upgrades that I've been proven wrong about. I don't know how valuable that is. Like right now we're covering more or less the top three cards. We have the three cameras on lead, two on chase, and then one roamer, which usually goes to maybe a third or fourth or fifth card of someone having a hot round. I don't know how we can fit in much more golf. Like just in yeah, general. Yeah, that's, like that's exactly it, it. With Without it getting literally, you know, breakneck pace where you're just shot, 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 shot. Not the song, but just the shots. Um, I, I don't know how much more you can really fit in and how valuable that is to watch someone who, you know, maybe, you know, you might get the the the, the hundred foot throw in. But is that worth hiring? Like two to three more people to cover a fourth and fifth card. Just so you can hopefully catch some of those great those great throw in shots. I don't know the right answer to yeah. that. Now you can you can argue that you know you could hire five more people and you could have dual broadcasts where then you have you know somebody running a broadcast just of the third card or just of the second card and your primary feed then pulls in that feed when it wants and stuff like that. But it's you're you're getting very complicated at that point and probably beyond uh, our uh, expertise where you're starting to bring in a true knowledgeable vetted production company for a lot of that stuff but i don't know i i've said yeah i, I mean i, I also said i didn't think we'd ever see a drone used regularly and i didn't think it was worth the money and that and i've been proven wrong about that for sure because i yeah. love the drone it's a it's a great safe space because you can always go to a drone shot and just be like look at the little people yeah i mean every time i heard the drone being cut to i looked up and i'm like i can't see it i know it's way up there. Ryan Pilcher says, let me get the split uh, six camera view. I, I swear to God, Ryan, I have been pushing for it. I, I want it. I want, I would love to have a DGN exclusive of the multi view that more or less the, the, the camera ops are not the camera ops. I'm sorry. The commentators are watching. How cool would that be to see, you know, uh, uh, you'd see program and preview of what, 
you know, what's actually on the screen and what's going to be coming up. And then six, you get to see all six cameras. Now, granted, again, that's a raw feed. You're watching them move around. You're watching yeah. them. It, 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 it could be very disorienting. It's an, That would be a very unique thing that someone would want to watch. But you would get to see necessarily maybe, you know, oh, cool. We're get to watch everyone on the second card all the time. Sure. Maybe, maybe you care about that. And you don't care that you're going to get a ton of camera movement. Like when the, when the guy just gets up and walks because he knows he's not on camera, um, there would be some things that I would have to, that we would probably have to change. Cause I would not put the right now, the booth is one of those cameras. I would not want to show the booth a hundred percent of the time that we, no, we need. No, 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 no. <laughs> you would catch like Terry and Nate Doss, just like hugging and holding hands and every once in a while, you know, like just just cuss, can, canoodling and snuggling with their their shared blanket, yeah. watching golf. I'm not worried about that. Oh. I mean, oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> um, we just don't want to make Val jealous. I know. Just um, yeah. just the three you, Nate, and Nate, and like this under this big uh, blanket would be so hilarious. <laughs> just this giant DGPT blanket, all watching on a couch or something. Um, I would remove them because they don't want, they should not be on camera a hundred percent of the time. They're not, that's not their job. We're not here to the disc golf pro tour is not here to make, you know, celebrities out of our commentators. That's not, that's not the gig. Uh, and, and I would not want, they need to be able to focus and relax and take a step back and grab a drink or a, a bite to eat or something when you're not listening. But I could see having, you know, all the cameras that you could see. I would love to, I would love it. I would absolutely love it, honestly. And I've, I've said it multiple times, so maybe saying it out loud here again will kick somebody in the butt. <laughs> Ryan says, give us a camera view of the control room instead. Uh, I've done some behind-the-scenes stuff, but I, I wouldn't want that either. <laughs> it would be nice to have a fixed hole on some some uh, cameras, on, on some cards, uh, we've talked about that in the past, having that be its own, its own feed as well, that we could just pull in a uh, static camera on 16 at Emporia and, and like yeah, 17 at uh, USCGC or what, eight at Maple Hill, someone says. But those are all great ideas. I would love to see something like that. Um, I don't know if it could be static or if it would have to be a manned camera. Uh, that That's, again, uh, we would need another backpack for that and... We, we currently have we, something we currently don't have right now, but I think that could be a really cool DGN bonus feature as well. But again, that's another, that's another thing that someone needs to monitor, make sure that it's up um, kind of the feed and communicate with the person. And it, it, it's a little bit more involved when you have a static camera like that, than just let's set it and forget it. Um, but yeah, those are all great things and things that we've all talked about. So Terry, let's do a giveaway. No, Terry, we don't hear you anymore. Instead, I just went off. <laughs> All right, let's do a giveaway. So this is our Patreon giveaway. Terry, you can refresh your browser, maybe. Uh, this is our Patreon giveaway. Uh, you can be eligible for this by supporting Smashbox TV on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Tonight, we're going to give away a disc member disc in a box. It's got a... A 170 disc and an XL t-shirt, I think. I don't think that's a 170 XL from Discraft, but it does say something on there. Although that would be pretty awesome if it was. Just this awesome old school XL disc. So we have 179 people eligible for our giveaway tonight. And Terry, are you there? I don't know. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. So what well, number? that was weird. What would you like to, how would you like to give this away? Keep my Terry? audio out of your mouth, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my mm, audio out of your mouth. Exactly. All right. All right. Yes. I heard all of that. Uh, the, the, um, let's do, it's the fourth weekend of the throw down the mountain. So let's do the fourth number. That sounds right. good. Our fourth number, our first number is 122. Our second number is 164. Our third number is eight. I sorted them by first name tonight. Our fourth number is five. Dang, eight and five. Five. So it's been a low. First name. So this should be an A. Five. This is for sure got to be an A. An Aaron? No, not AA. That wouldn't make sense. First it's, name. It's not Aaron. Oh, it's it Brian. No, but it is an A. 
Alex. Alex Diggins. Alex, Alex, I think Alex has been waiting for me to send him something from last year. Alex, buddy, (laughs) you doubled up. (laughs) No, I I do apologize. I I think Alex might have something coming, which is funny that I know it off the top of my head, too. It shows you how it actually keeps me up at night, so I apologize. Um, But, no, seriously, I I feel like Alex or he reached out to me for something else. Either way, good to know because that means it's definitely going to get done. You can double up. You can save yourself some postage. I'll I'll more than double up. Uh, yeah, so congratulations, Alex. Uh, thank you for being a Patreon supporter at the Studio Mini level that is behind us right over here. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm very happy. So thank you, Alex. You'll get this disc member box. I'll put your name on it right now so that I remember who it's for. Congratulations. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, I mean, I hate to to do giveaways and cut and run, but I think it's about that time. Um, yeah, it's apparently an hour later. So what is it? One, one seventeen plus I got to drive. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been asked, uh, by one of my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, co-habitators, one of my roommates, uh, where we're staying this week, if I, I could help drop off an RV for some, uh, oil change in the morning and, uh, hmm. who do I know that you're staying that? with that has an RV? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea, but uh, so you get, I, I to, dri- you, you get to drive the Macbeth's RV, RV. No, no, that's not a good idea. I will not be driving. It. Oh, I'm guessing. I'm well, guessing I will follow him to the oh, oil change. Place. That's way less fun. He'll drive his RV, which makes a lot more sense than me driving <laughs> it. And then uh, I think it. I don't know if it stays there for a day or what they have to do. I don't know what all is getting done, uh, but then I'll I'll bring him back to our, uh, our residence. So. Um, but it has to be done come early morning, which I, I guess, I guess I'm going to get on board for mm. ah, lunch here in Thailand. David John says, hope you're well over there, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to close it out guys. It's Wait. been a lot of fun. Hannah McBeth just chimed in and said, she's got two more hours in her drive. Can we keep this going? <laughs> Hannah? Yes. And, and believe it or not, that's why I believe I was uh, sequestered to uh, to help out in the morning because Hannah needs her beauty sleep. So as if I don't, I'm going to be the one getting up to uh, to help out in this case. So Hannah, just do what I do. Call Terry personally. He'll talk you for talk to you for like two hours. I guarantee it. Yeah, Hannah. I mean, I've got another hour drive. So if yeah. uh, if you want to catch up, uh, we can before I see you in two hours. So. That's the way to do it. Uh, but. Seriously, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to this week. And I think a lot of the world is looking forward. I mean, this this event has created such a, a hype and a buzz about itself, and understandably so. Ten years running, we've got, you know, some of the best players in the world that are, are putting it on their schedule. It's not – it's one of those rare times now. It's not an elite series. It's not a silver series and yet you – know, or a major. And yet people are going out of their way to be here. And to me, that speaks volumes. And I, I can't thank Mike Barnett and his entire crew, uh, along with the readers, Dwayne and his wife, Susan, for uh, just uh, putting us up and making this such a, a special weekend and one that I'm really looking forward to. So very, very much looking um, forward to and just hoping that some good weather is uh, somehow comes about for the weekend. I'm going to give away some stuff, just find some stuff. No, no, oh, oh. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, shoot. All right. I'm going <laughs> to just tail that Sun King this weekend. Stop in. Something the disc golf guy sent you. All right. For Johnny V and myself, the disc golf guy, along with uh, Mike Barnett from Sun King and his entire staff and crew, uh, looking forward to an amazing weekend. Look for some post-production. We may hold it off. We're, we're trying to like decipher when the best release point is. We know MCO is going to have post-production and live. So rather than maybe having that congestion, we may just start with a massive release on Monday, go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're working on those details, but uh, I guarantee you guys are going to see some, some great footage of a, of an incredible course with some great play. So looking forward to it and probably have the champion on come next week. Podcast 396 after show that much closer to 400. That's not my weight guys, but we'll see you next week when you step inside the smash box. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.